Welcome, guys and gals, to the Man Talk Show. I'm Connor Beaton, the host and founder of Man Talks. And today we're going to be talking about the ultimate mind hack. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe not the ultimate one, but it is definitely uh, one of the one of the great mind hacks that I have learned uh, in my life and implemented in my life. Uh, but before I dive straight into that, I would love to just uh, invite all the guys on this uh, that are listening to this podcast episode to head on over and check out. Uh, the Man Talks community on Facebook. It's a, fee- a free community where we have some great conversations. And uh, a reminder that we are starting up a new group of the Alliance next month. Uh, it's an incredible group of men from around the world that I personally run. Uh, think of it as sort of like an online virtual brotherhood group coaching program uh, that myself and a, another man that I have brought on run. It's an incredible, incredible group of guys. We dive into purpose. Uh, we help you define purpose and find purpose. Um, just for joining, you get access to uh, the purpose course that I have created, uh, which isn't even live yet. So you can kind of get like free, uh, you get free first access to it. But we dive into things like relationships and mindset and leveling up your life, your love, your business, the whole thing. So if you're looking to connect with an amazing group of guys, I would strongly suggest going over to mantalks.com and checking that out. Uh, so let's dive into this. Let's dive in to the ultimate mind hack because, and I'm going to start off by just telling a little bit of a story here because, you know, how we actually learn as human beings is through stories and we've learned through symbology for a very long time. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of a, a story. It's a, a Zen parable uh, from a, from from Taoism and it's a story of a farmer and his horse. And one day, the, this farmer who has very, very little is a very poor farmer. Uh, he One day his, his horse actually runs away and his neighbor comes running over to him and says in a, in a way of sort of commiserating with him, he says, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your horse. And the farmer pauses and he says, who knows what's good or bad? And the neighbor looks confused. He's really obviously confused by this because this is clearly terrible. This is clearly not a good thing in his eyes because this farmer has very little and he's just lost the main thing that produces and and helps him farm. And the horse is really the most valuable thing that he owns. And uh, But the next day, the farmer wakes up and he goes outside and he, and he sees that not only is the horse back, but the horse has brought with him 12 feral horses. And upon seeing this neighbor comes running back over to celebrate with the farmer, and he says, oh my gosh, congratulations on your great fortune. You are so lucky. And the farmer replies back again, who knows what's good or bad. Well, the next day, the farmer's son is out there teaming one of the wild horses, and he is thrown off of the feral horse, and he breaks his leg. And the neighbor comes back over, and he says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry to hear about your son. It seems like you have bad fortune again. And the farmer repeats and replies to him, who knows what's good or bad? Well, a few weeks later, sure enough, uh, the army comes through the village and they are conscripting able-bodied young men to be conscripted into the army to go and fight in war. But the son who has a broken leg is not eligible. And so the neighbor comes over and says to the farmer, how lucky you are. And the farmer says, well, who knows what's good or bad. And so the story goes on like this. There's a few more iterations that goes on like that. Good, bad, who knows? But what's the point? What's the point of this? How do we implement this in, in our lives, in our everyday life? Am I, is this story to mean, does, is it trying to tell us that we should just let go of right or wrong or good or bad altogether? Well, that would create 
pure, unadulterated chaos, wouldn't it? If there was no right or wrong, if there was no good or bad, if we weren't attached to any outcome whatsoever, what would be the means in which we would even act? Why would we even bother existing? It would seem absurd. Well, the meaning of that story is that the Western paradigm, that our Western paradigm in which we label experiences as good or bad is in essence wrong. It's a false dichotomy. And at the very least, this distinction between good and bad is not so clear. It's very blurry. And we see that today in a lot of ways. You can go on Facebook or any social media platform and you can have a conversation with people, people who oppose your view. And you might think that something is horrendous, something is very wrong, and something's very bad, but that person doesn't see it as so. They don't see it as bad. They see it as a good thing. And we've seen this with Trump. We've seen this with Kavanaugh. We've seen this in a lot of uh, social media, a lot of news campaigns around, especially politics lately. It seems to come up a lot in, in politics where you have where you have two sides of the fence, two polarities, just battling it out, trying to prove what's good and what's bad. And... The, the Taoists actually have another way to symbolize this. Uh, so let's pull it away from politics. <laughs> and the Taoists, the Taoists uh, actually symbolize this through the yin and the yang. And we see black and white, right and wrong, good and bad, but, but it's actually fluid. It's actually fluid. One is melting into the other, even contained inside the other. So that's why where you see the, the black with the white in it and the white with the black in it, it's a reminder that even in the good, there isn't necess- it's not it's not necessarily a purity it's not an absolute there is some form of um not taintedness in it but but there is some form of something different some tangible different in it that each exists within one another and these things aren't contradictory they're actually complementary so they're they're two parts of a greater whole and there is just what is and it's good and it's bad. But what about the really bad stuff, right? Because you're probably thinking to, you know, to this and you're like, okay, that's like a cool concept. A, how do I implement it in my life? We're going to get there. And, and B, like, what about the horrendous stuff? Like, clearly, like, things like, you know, cancer are bad and, and you know, like, kicking a baby is bad and 9-11 is bad and, like, you know, school shootings are bad. Like, those things are clearly bad things. Well, Yes, absolutely. You know, this I'm not saying that this principle uh, should be used of who knows what's right, who knows what's good or bad to defend any of those things. What I'm simply saying is that, that this principle actually works as a very real personal philosophy, right? So while it might not work for certain things in our external life that need a moral compass, that actually do need a moral line to be able to know what is true and what is not, what is right and what is wrong, what is morally okay and what's morally not okay. Because if we broke down those constructs in our external world, it would be chaos. It would just be destruction all the time. But this concept does start to work in leaps and bounds in our internal world when we start to implement uh, the idea and the concept of it's not good or bad. It's not right or wrong. And this specifically is so powerful when it comes to the things that we are attached to, right? A breakup happens. Okay, like most people would immediately go to, this is horrible, this is terrifying, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. I love this person, how could they leave me? And the mind goes on this bender of destruction of how this is such a horrible, horrible thing. And we get attached to it being a bad thing. 
you know, some some people don't don't get the promotion that they want. Some people don't get the opportunities that they want. Some people have a a huge business failure that happens. You know, like this year, I had a I had a pretty significant business failure where I lost a good amount of money because I decided to uh, you know not go through with putting on the real talk summit this year, and. And in that moment, I could have gone down the path of it being a destructive thing, of it being like this huge failure, of it being like this bad thing. But the reality is, as I stayed open, I didn't say this is good or bad. I didn't say this is right or wrong. This is a huge, tremendous failure. My life is over. My career is over. I didn't say, oh, this is a really great thing and it's going to open up all sorts of doors and blah, blah, blah. I just, I just was unattached to what was going to happen. I intuitively knew that I needed to move on from that event, that I needed to cancel that event. So I listened to my intuition. And then I was just open to the outcome. I didn't know if it was good or bad. I didn't know if what was going to happen on the other side of that. I just opened myself to the possibilities, to the spontaneity of existence to see what was going to happen. And the things that, tr- that transpired were beyond what I could have expected. It really was a, an incredible experience to be open in that way and to be open in this way. So my challenge for you, my invitation is look at all the things that you are attached to in your life, in your, in your internal world right now. Look at all the outcomes that you are fixated on, that you're worrying about constantly in your future, whether they're financial or they're career-based or they're in your relationship, and, and start to apply this principle of it's neither good nor bad and start to move into a space of letting go of the attachment of the expectation attachment that you need a specific outcome to happen or it'll be catastrophic or it'll mean that you're a horrible person, right? Or it'll mean that you're never going to make it or your company's never going to make it or your business or your career or your relationship or, you know, your, your, the, the love that you want within a relationship is never going to show up. Notice the absolutes that come into your mind when when you're fixated on something like this is either good or bad open yourself to the possibility that it's both it's both and it's both good and bad and that you can see it one of two ways you can choose to see it as a good thing you can choose to see it as a bad thing or you can choose to just see it as a thing that's happening and to open yourself to the lesson and to open yourself to the possibility that exists past that thing past that obstacle, past that challenging time in your life where you don't know what to do, where you don't know what's going to happen, where you're not too sure how you're going to make it through and open yourself to the possibility that there is a space on the other side of that where you will find yourself in a sense of, of peace and equanimity. Equanimity is one of my all-time favorite words I've talked about on this show before and I'll close off with that definition. So equanimity is balance in the face of chaos, balance in the face of chaos. And this is really what this lesson, what this mind hack is talking about, that at any given time, you have a choice of non-attachment. You have a choice of not labeling something as good or bad because you don't know what the outcomes are going to be. You don't know how something's going to transpire or unfold. All that you can do is what's right in front of you, is to accept what is happening right now, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a breakup, whether it's the pain from those experiences, whether it's the sadness of the loss of a parent or a sibling or, you know, God forbid, a child. To, to actually lean into the truth of the existence that's right there in front of you and to notice how 
quickly we want to label it as good or bad and to let that go a little bit and just experience the moment fully. So that's what I have for you today. I would love to uh, hear what you got from this. Please, you know, man it forward, share this. I'll definitely give you a shout out if you uh, if you are uh, tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. And thank you so, so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. If you have other topics that you would love covered, any other story times uh, that you would like to hear, definitely reach out to me at Man Talks on any channel and I'd be happy to dive into that content. So thank you so much. And uh, until next week, this is Connor Beaton signing off.